Welcome, everybody, to another podcast edition of Two Minute Warning. On the other side of the line is Jack with myself, Gabe Perino. And uh, today we got a lot to talk about, especially about Michigan, Michigan State football and basketball. Uh, got a few NFL scores we want to point out, along with the Lions' recent uh, moves. And uh, yeah, that's what we have today. Jack, you want to start us off? Yeah, sounds good. Let's, um, let's start off with these uh, couple boxing fights. We had some a couple good expedition fights Saturday. Uh, the undercard was Jake Paul and Nate Robinson. A uh, couple celebrities. However, Jake Paul is trying to get into professional boxing, as many of you know. So it's very interesting to see how these two would come head to head. A lot of smack talk, a lot of trash talk. Uh, Jake Paul saying different stuff and Nate Robinson firing back. So everybody was really excited. It was a hyped up fight. Um, and these two really came out swinging. Nate Robinson brought the swings and the energy in the first round. And in the second round, um, Nate Robinson, or excuse me, Jake Paul built off a couple knockdowns that he had on Jake Ro- Nate Robinson in the first round. So in that second round, um, Jake Paul got Nate Robinson with a right hook, and that was all she wrote for Nate, and he fell right to the ground. Jake Paul finished with a knockout in the second round, and he took the victory. So good to see Jake Paul get his victory that he deserved after he put in months of training. Um, There's speculation that Nate Robinson didn't do enough technique preparing as he was leaning with his head a lot, but uh, nonetheless... Jake Paul got the got the win, and it was good to see. It was pretty exciting to watch. Um, if anybody did watch it, it was definitely a great fight to see. Yeah, um, about the Tyson fight, too, with him and Jones. Um, I think it was honestly just a money grab situation for both of them. I think Tyson only came back for the money, to be honest with you. I think he's hurting. But I, other than that, I mean, I didn't really watch the fight, but I saw highlights of it. Uh, it turned out to be a draw between both of them. Uh, you know, something that many people didn't want to see. A lot of people wanted to see Tyson win. But um, it was a great showing. I mean, he's like 53 years old, and he's getting back into the ring um, with a guy that left boxing too, but it was only for three years. And Tyson's been out for at least 15, to my knowledge. So it was great for both of, for both of them to go out there. And, uh, yeah, it was kind of disappointing for for it to end, end in a draw. Yeah, it was, it, it went all eight rounds. Um, my opinion, I think Tyson yeah. should have won. He had more hits than uh, uh, Roy Jones Jr. But uh, nonetheless, I think it was a great fight. And it was good to see both these guys get in the ring and still have respect for each other. And, uh, you know, limiting the headshots because of their age and whatnot. So it was good, great to see both of those two older fellows get in the ring and uh, throw a couple punches. Yeah, uh, yeah. there's not much to say other than uh, it was surprising to see Mike Tyson back in the ring. I don't think I would ever imagined seeing probably one, one of the two greatest boxers ever to box again in my lifetime. So it was, it was great to see that. All right. Yeah. Well, let's move on to NFL football. Um I don't know if you want to start with the Lions, Jack, but I just wanted to point out first about uh, my Patriots. They ended up beating the Cardinals 20-17. to 17. It was not a 
not the greatest game, especially for t- Cam Newton. I think he had two picks that game. So um, in the end, it was a game-winning field goal for the Patriots, and I love to see them fight back into that playoff contention. And I also want to point out the other Thanksgiving game besides the Lions um, was the Washington football team beating the Dallas Cowboys 41-16. to And um, I wanted Washington to win, but I didn't expect them to win that big. And uh, the Cowboys are just, I don't really know how to describe them. They're just broken right now. They're bad, bad broken, and they're, they're just going down a steep hill very fast. Yeah, it was um, a couple good Thanksgiving matchups, I thought. Um, before I saw the games, and then I watched the games go on, and I was like, Jesus, this isn't, you know, these aren't good games at all, as both games pulled away. Um, for the Lions game, it was obviously the Texans, and then, like you just said, it was Washington pulling away from Dallas. So, those those games were interesting to watch. Um, as a Lions fan, you're just kind of disappointed, I'm I guess. I'm disappointed. Because, well, I'm just saying, you, you know, you got to hope to at least try to win a game, especially when you're coming into a game where, you know, the Texans are, what, I don't know. Uh, they were 1-5, I believe, and they get to improve the record now against the um, Lions. So, pretty disappointing, in my opinion. Uh, I was hoping a little magic would happen from Galladay and Stafford. Not much there, but, um, you know, it, it is what it is, I guess. And the Lions finally bit the bullet, and uh, they got rid of Patricia and um, Bob Quinn. So, hallelujah, hallelujah to that, as they finally get rid of uh, those two black spots in our team's organization because they just weren't doing anything. Yeah, um, maybe besides the worst Thanksgiving performance that I've ever seen out of any team, to be honest with you. This may have been the best week of Lions football. Let me repeat that. This may have been the best week of Lions football this season because they got rid of the two worst people in the organization, Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. They needed to go, and I'm glad it finally happened because if they didn't go this weekend after that performance, I would be sitting here saying that I'm disappointed. I'm still disappointed in their performance, but I'm not disappointed in what they did after that game. And um, the question is, who's the next coach? Well, let me tell you, it's got to be somebody that has NFL experience and has succeeded by, for instance, going to the playoffs. We need somebody like that. And um, listen, it it was just a bad game on Thanksgiving. Nothing was working. I don't think... uh, DeAndre Swift played again. It was probably another bullet to the heart for the Lions for not having him. Um, Just Deshaun Watson and Will Fuller, especially when I talked about Deshaun Watson last week, I I said he was going to have a field day against the Lions, and he did. He put up 41 points on them. And Will Fuller probably had his best game of the year. He had two touchdowns. Um, It was just really good offensively for um, the Texans and that's sort of what they need because they you can argue that they've had a worse season than the Lions 
Yeah. It was a depressing game to watch for sure as the Lions are always premiered on Thanksgiving. But um, I guess more of the same. And I expected this outcome, um, even though I still was pulling for them as usual. But uh, that's about it, really, for the Lions. Yeah. Um, just that's my that's my final thoughts, I guess. Um, and then just we'll see what happens in the future. I'm interested to see where they're gonna go. Where Sheila Ford's gonna take uh, her opportunity to get a couple new. Um, key pieces to the organization because we need them bad and we need them yeah. fast. Yeah, I mean, um, so yeah, it's, it's just um, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't feel horrible about it, but um, I know there's a lot of people, you know, saying with the way things are going right now with Michigan that they're going to get rid of Harbaugh, which I'm totally for now. And if he gets fired, Sheila may hire him. That's what people are believing and that's what people want. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to say right now, I, I think, honestly, Harbaugh would be a great choice for the Lions because, I mean, there's a clear difference. Yeah, he hasn't been great at Michigan. He hasn't gotten the job done, really, at all. But there's a difference in coaching between college and NFL. There's certain things that you don't need to do in the NFL that you need to do in college. And um, Harbaugh's had experience in the NFL, as you know, um, leading the um, – the 49ers to the Super Super Bowl and almost winning it. And uh, that's exactly who we need. We need a guy that's willing to take us all the way to the end. And I think really Harbaugh would be a great choice because we, we have nothing to lose. We need we need a coach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think someone with winning success is definitely our main priority. Um, however, we did think that when Patricia came in, um, you know, we saw his success with the Patriots, but obviously that didn't work. So hopefully we can um, use this opportunity to expand our search and dig a little deeper because there's definitely great coaches out there. We just got to find them. Yeah, I totally agree. All right, moving on to football um, recaps for the past week. I was very, very impressed with the Titans. As you know, I'm a big Titans fan. They beat the Colts 45-26. to um, My man, Derrick Henry, absolutely ran over the Colts defense. 178 yards rushing and three touchdowns. Uh, he really just dominated the Colts' uh, offensive front. And I was very pleased with how the defense played as they allowed the Colts only 26 points. Uh, because the last matchup they had with the Colts, the Colts um, got them pretty good in the second half. So I was very happy to see that second half defense improve. And uh, A.J. Brown, also a really young star in the league. He's going to be great. He had four receptions for 98 yards and a touchdown. And he also had an onside kick return for a touchdown. So I was very happy how the Titans performed. And I was glad they could get the win. Yeah, um... I want to point out too about the Chicago Bears. I mean, I'm they just fell apart all of a sudden. Yeah. They were undefeated. Now they're under 500. And uh, yep. yeah, I knew they weren't that great of a team. I, I really think people put too much pressure on them at the, when they were winning. And uh, 
I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't make the playoffs, and they're probably not, to be honest with you. So they lost 41-25 to to the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers just was Aaron Rodgers. He had four touchdowns, and I believe he that game, too, he surpassed 500, no, 50,000 career passing yards. So it was a great showing for him. Yeah, it was uh... – it was good for Rodgers and Adams. Um, that connection stayed strong once again as Adams continues hot continues his hot streak with another touchdown. Um, so, I mean, fantasy owners like me who have Devontae Adams, you know, you're happy to see that connection stay strong. And if you're a Packers fan, you're glad to see the Packers winning. And uh, hopefully they can make a deep run as they're projected to do every year. So... Yeah, and uh, I think that's about it for that. Yeah, you want to move into some uh, college basketball? Yeah, I'm willing to go there if you want to. All right. We had some uh, some interesting news in the past couple of weeks. As college basketball is just getting started up. We had four top 10 teams lose in the um, AP Top 25. So early... Uh, early upsets this season for basketball as many teams are starting to fall down. Um, so it's interesting to see how the season is going to play out, the whole coronavirus thing and whatnot. But uh, Michigan's season starting off, I mean, I'm not going to say good because they took Oakland to overtime um, on Sunday, November 29th, which I was pretty disappointed about. I thought that game didn't have to go to overtime but Michigan eventually pulled out in the end, 81-71. to 71. Um, They improved to 2-0. They fall out of the top 25, which I was actually pretty surprised about because, you know, they're 2-0 and uh, they haven't really lost. But uh, I guess when you take a team like Oakland overtime, it doesn't, doesn't look great to the, uh, to the board leaders. But uh, Isaiah Livers had 22 points on 32 minutes. He's been the star this Michigan team as he's trying to be the leader that he is. Um, Eli Brooks played 41 minutes, and, but he only had six points on two for six shooting. So um, we got some bright spots in the bench for sure, but turnovers were huge this game. Um, Wagner and Brooks both had five turnovers. Um, Livers had two. So turnovers from our starters are key for victory we gotta limit those but uh i definitely think we can bounce back and uh we're putting together a solid a solid year i think this is going to be a good year for michigan football as john howard's just getting started with this michigan program yeah uh you know i i'm not happy with the way they play against oakland but hey they're two and all i mean there's not nothing more they yeah. can ask for but um what i didn't like at all was uh the incident during a timeout, I believe, between Howard, Howard, John Howard, and Isaiah Livers, and I don't know what was going on, but I mean, if you're the captain of Michigan basketball and you're having that bad of a game, you shouldn't take it out on your own coach. It's on you. All of it's yeah. on you. And uh, I, I did not like, I did not like it at all. Liver, Livers is my favorite player right now in Michigan, and I did not like that from him. That. That, that, that's just that makes me have a bad vibe towards him um, hopefully he keeps his composure in the future because we're gonna have a lot 
more uh, closer and tougher games, and he better fix it up fast. Um, Michigan, I believe, had 15 turnovers in the first half, I think, if I'm not mistaken, against Oakland. Um, they they just have a lot of issues right now. They need to fix their shooting. Their shooting is inconsistent. Obviously, their turnovers, as I just said, and their free throws, too. I mean, there were some key free throws that we missed in that game that could have just sealed it in regular time. And um, it was a very impressive showing for Hunter Dickinson. He had 19 points, four rebounds, and four assists. All of his points coming in the second half against Oakland. And um, he, he's the reason why we won that game. I don't care what anybody sa- says. Um, they just kept feeding it and feeding it to him in overtime. And uh, I like that kid a lot. I'm glad we got him from a recruiting stage because he could have gone anywhere else but here. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And just, I, uh, yeah, you can go. I definitely agree. Uh, I was going to say real quick while we're on the topic of bench players, and then I'll let you finish up what you had to say. But um, just bench players have been key for Michigan. My favorite bench player you mentioned, Dickinson. But I love Chandy Brown. He's a guard. Um, he dropped six or excuse me, nineteen off the bench against Bowling Green in Michigan's opener, and then he uh, only dropped five points on a poor two for fourteen shooting against Oakland. But don't let that distract you from this kid's skill. You know, he has a great shot. Uh, kind of got off track against Oakland. But when he's on, he's on. And we saw that against Bowling Green. So I think uh, you just get bench players more confidence. And you get their mindset right. I think uh, bench players are going to be key for Michigan's success this year. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, we got a great recruiting class. We're, we're on an elite level in basketball when it comes to recruiting ever since Jawan Howard came. he, Jawan Howard has really changed what this basketball program is about. I think he has a totally different philosophy when teaching the game than John Beeline had. No, I mean, John Beeline was amazing when he was here, but the landscape just changed, I, I feel, when Jawan Howard stepped in as the coach. And uh, we, got, we got a great bench Uh I mean, Terrence Williams hasn't hasn't had a great start to his first year, but I really think he's going to be one of the top players on this team at the end of the year. And uh, all they need to do is sort of uh, fill in the shoes of the people that left because we lost quite a few guys last year to the NBA. And, um, you know, they just got they just give them time. I mean, they, they got to learn to play with one another, develop the chemistry. Um, if Livers keeps his composure, then they have a great – captain and leader in him and this team can go far by March yeah I uh, definitely agree with you and uh, we'll leave it on that because you summed it up perfectly let's move into uh, our last topic before predictions we've got some college football Uh, since we're on the topic of Michigan let's transition to uh, Michigan football as we were just talking about basketball Um, uh, just very very disappointing performance and in my opinion, I feel like this loss that we had this week to uh, Penn State as we lost 27-17, to I think, in my opinion, that was our worst loss of the year, even worse than Michigan State because Penn State, man, they're, they're just having their worst season of, of the decade. And it's just, it's really disappointing and frustrating to me that 
You let a team who's 0-5 come in and beat you in your own stadium when they're not even they're not even uh, haven't even won a game yet. And it's just disappointing to me that you let an 0-5 team come in and just they just took the win easily. They won by 10. Um, and it was just a horrible, horrible performance from Michigan. I, I just don't know what to do anymore. I'm very disappointed in the coaching. Um, defense is the worst I've ever seen. And it's just a horrible, horrible performance from Michigan. I'm very frustrated and disappointed with how they played. They looked defeated on the field every single play. They didn't even look like they wanted to be out there. And Penn State really just said, okay, if you feel this way, good. And they just went out and just took the win easily. So very frustrated, and that's all I got to say. Listen, this, they lost. It's not like they lost by a field goal. I mean, they lost by 10 points, and... They put up less yeah, double points. Double-digit points. I'm sorry, what? I just said double-digit points. Yeah, and uh, they put up less points than they did against Michigan State this week, this past weekend. Um, listen, I'm like out of words, but not out of words at the same time. There's so many things that I want to say right now that I can't physically can't say because I'll get in trouble for it. Um, it's just not we're not in a bright spot at all. And um, one word to describe this last game is pathetic. It's so pathetic that we fans of Michigan have to watch this team every weekend. And um, the defense, I don't even know. They looked like special teams instead of defense. Um, They had so many missed tackles. I mean, I stopped watching the game again, which I very rarely do because – I'm that loyal to this team, but they yeah. they missed so many tackles against the fr- true freshman running back. I like how does that even happen? Out of all all defenses, you had to miss tackles on the freshman, and uh, you can easily read what they were gonna do too. I mean, their first drive, all it was was uh, run to the outside and then slant pass. Next play, it was just that back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. That's all they were doing, and they marched down the field, and that just shows the inexperience of this defense. But I mean, it, it's no, it's no, it's no excuse. It's they went up against a team that hasn't even won yet, and they possibly, possibly played the worst game in my lifetime. And it's sad to watch that team lose to a team like Penn State, and. uh it's it's just sad. I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, uh, Cade was out. They, they had to take him out of the game. Now he might not even be ready for the rest of the season. So that means we'd have to put in our our future, Joe Milton, quote-unquote. And we, we're going nowhere with this. I mean, we're, we're tossing talent away. I mean, our players are yeah. so much better than probably three-quarters of the Big Ten. And... I don't know what to say. Um, I mean, if you look at the other side of the state, I mean, Michigan State beat the number eight team, team I believe, in the in the country, twenty nine to twenty, Northwestern. Um, yeah, Northwestern probably played the worst 
ever this season. Um, I mean, that's no excuse for them, but Michigan State played. They played the difference between Michigan and Michigan State. My opinion is that Michigan State plays with heart. They they know they're not the best team out there, but they're gonna do whatever they can to win football games. And under Mel Tucker, they already have two underdog wins. One being against Michigan. I don't even know if you consider that an underdog win anymore because they've just been playing better than Michigan already. And um, yeah, I just don't know. I mean, ask. I mean, I want to ask you how many wins, uh, underdog wins Jim Harbaugh has in his what five six years at Michigan compared to Mel Tucker his first five games he already has two underdog win, wins under his belt and um it's just yeah I'll tell you what Harbaugh doesn't have many I mean I don't think he has any to be honest with you and uh he probably has more losses to underdog teams that he should have beat but let's move on from that he it's just it's pathetic to see these teams just take one year to get better when it takes Michigan 20 years to get better. Yeah, very, very disappointing. Um, I'm, I'm not even going to give it any thought. It's disappointing and pathetic is all I have to say. Um, I've gave my thought process on what we have to do in the future in past episodes, but I'll just reiterate it again. You got to get Harbaugh out of there. You got to get Don Brown out of there. You got to start fresh. Um, there's great coaches, just like in NFL. There's great coaches that are out there that are looking for a job. So use your recruiting status that you have because you are a big school. And go find those coaches because there are some out there. It's, That's all I have to say. If you got any final comments, go ahead or else we'll move to predict. It's, uh, I mean, we just look so out of tone, unmotivated, unprepared. I mean... I can make probably a hundred word list of things that they've missed on. And it's just, I mean, I don't really, I don't understand how you can mess up as a coach, to be honest with you. Um, We're just totally, I feel like we're, we don't, some of the players on that team don't see each other till game day. And then they wait a week to see each other again. It, It looks like they haven't even practiced. They, they're just, it's unorganized and, all that is the coach's fault. I mean, yes, yeah, some of it's on the players because they're on the field playing, but it's it's the coach's fault. And if if Harbaugh is, I don't know what I'm gonna do if Harbaugh is not fired. The only thing that's saying that's saving his job is if he beats uh, Ohio State, and he's probably projected to lose 150 to nothing against them this year because we we look like a Division Four school versus an NFL pro team of Ohio State because. We're, it's not even gonna, it's not even a rivalry anymore because we all know who's gonna win this this time. I, I mean, I I pray on my knees every night that that we'll won't be nationally embarrassed on that day. Mark your calendars because yeah. you're probably gonna see the worst Michigan performance ever. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Uh, not much to say on that. Um, We'll get to that game when it comes, but... It's oh, it's coming soon. It's only, like, less than two weeks away. And uh, before we move on to predictions, though, um, we forgot to touch on Michigan State basketball. They deserve a- attention just as much as Michigan. Uh, they started 2-0. They beat uh, Eastern Michigan and Notre Dame. They beat 
Eastern 83 to 67, and then Notre Dame 80 to 70. And uh, they're the number eight team in the country. Um, they got a tough schedule at the very beginning of the year. I believe they play Duke tonight. And, um, you know, hats off hats off to Michigan State as an athletic program. They have just – they are probably twice as small as Michigan or what they should be. And they're just every, – every sport, they just end up doing better than us. I mean, we have the skills to really sit – Michigan State on the ground and they don't need to be better than us but Michigan State they just they just find the players that have heart and I'd rather take heart over talent right to be honest with you yeah yeah I I agree with you uh, they're putting together a nice a nice uh, FIA program down in uh, Lansing obviously already everybody already knew that uh, they had that um level of athletics down there but um this year is definitely going good for the spartans uh it's going to be great when those teams meet up because uh, both of them have tremendous talent so let's move right into predictions then if uh you got your final comments that you wanted to say in um no it's we'll just start with uh, college football We have, for the first game, we got Indiana and Wisconsin at uh, 3.30. And yeah. that game between the number 10, Indiana, and number 18, Wisconsin. We got two top 25 teams coming in. Um, I'm going to take Indiana here. I mean, it's just disappointing to watch these other teams do great while our teams just go down the drain. Yeah, I think uh, Indiana is going to play pretty well. But uh, expect expect Wisconsin to come in and give a fight too, for sure. But uh, I still got Indiana. Moving on, we have Ohio State and Michigan State, twelve o'clock. Well, I mean, I think we're pampering Michigan State a little too much. They, I mean, I believe they have a losing record, but they're doing way better than what they're projected to be, which is where my respect comes in. But I mean, but. Business is strictly business. I'm taking Ohio State, sadly. I'm probably going to end up yeah, taking them every week. Yeah, I got Ohio State by 30. Not much to say. Um, Ohio State's just a powerhouse on both sides of the ball. Next game, and I believe our final game in college football, we got Maryland and Michigan. <sighs> Michigan in my heart, but I, I know Maryland's going to win. So, I mean, if you want want me to circle a team, I'm probably just going to end up taking Maryland. Yeah, I mean, this one's hard for me too, um, but I think uh, again, we're we're not rooting against Michigan. We just know they're gonna lose. It's not even it's not even a thought process anymore. It's, it's rooting against them. It, it's just when you look at facts and what's happened, um, how you know. So yeah. I, I got Michigan, but we'll, we'll see what happens or whatever. <laughs> I pray you're I right. I hope I am too, but it's because they they need something to they need something to motivate themselves against Ohio State because what last week or two weeks ago, and Caden in the locker rooms like, oh, let's build on this, let's build on this, and 
I mean, what, what are we building on? Building blocks? Yeah. I don't get it. It's definitely going to be interesting. Moving on to college basketball, we have Gonzaga and Baylor uh, on Saturday, December 5th. If everything stays the same, this will be the number one Gonzaga and the number two Baylor. Supposingly, um, guessing that neither of these teams lose until Saturday. Um, it's going to be a great game, in my opinion, even if they lose some of these upcoming games between now and the 5th. So, it's going to be great to see them play, but uh, who, who are you taking? Um, I think I'm going to take Baylor here. Um, I haven't really focused on those types of teams. I've really been looking at Michigan and, and all the Big Ten teams, but um, after sort of looking at a little bit of footage of both teams, I think Baylor is just going to come out. I think they're just going to they're going to want to take it to the number one team, Gonzaga, and um, they're going to play, like I said before, they're going to play with heart, and uh, eventually heart's going to stomp on talent, and uh, I think that's going to happen this yeah, weekend. I, uh, I agree with you um, on what you said. I'm going to take Gonzaga as well. Um, I think their bench is really, really good. One of the best benches in college basketball. Um, so I got I got Gonzaga in that one, taking an easy victory. And then the next one we'll do is Michigan versus UCF. That's on Sunday. Uh, Michigan, Michigan State, you said? Oh, Michigan. Yeah, I'm going to take Michigan. I mean, I'm going to take yeah, either I one got of Michigan them right too. now. Um, I think it's going to be a good win for them. And uh, they'll pull out away with the victory against UCF. That bunch has to keep playing great because they are so... Moving on to uh, the, our final college basketball game before moving to the pros. We got Western Michigan and Michigan State. Oh, it's it's not going to be close, I don't think. It's probably going to end up being Michigan State by probably 15, 20 points. Um, there's no surprise here. I got here. Michigan State, too. They're uh, just going to, yeah. <laughs> no explanation there. I think uh, Michigan State... I don't know. They might pull a Michigan I mean, this weekend. They got uh, the talent's there, Gabe. I think Michigan State. Yeah, the there. talent I is mean, there, isn't it? We said that for Michigan too, I guess. I mean, it doesn't look. It doesn't. It doesn't no, look like they're wasting enough. it. They're not pulling a Harbaugh. So, uh, I got Michigan State in that yeah. one. Let's move to NFL football. We got the Lions and Bears. Don't be confident in that. We'll look at the facts and see what happens. We got the Lions and Bears Sunday afternoon. There's a lot of facts. Week 13. Who are you taking? Oh, I'm sorry. You cut out. What Lions and Bears. <sighs> well, I mean, I want, I'm gonna, I want the Lions to lose for the benefit of the doubt. I want them to lose every single game the rest of the way. So I'm going to take the Bears. Yeah, I mean... This is an interesting game for sure because both teams are just declining right now. But I'm going to take the Lions because why not? Um, I don't think the Bears have enough time well, I mean, to... Um, I want to fight because I think any team could put up a fight against the Lions. But in the long run, I think the Bears have um, enough talent to beat 
the Lions in four quarters. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, you don't. They they already made two great moves. Uh, they need to keep the success going, and they need to lose. I'm. I don't. I don't know what people want out of them. They're they're a horrible football team. They have nothing to prove. I mean, winning is only going to put them more. Uh, like I said earlier, in the drain, and there's no point in winning at this point in the season. Yeah. Moving on, we got both teams here are eight and three. We got the Browns and the Titans AFC matchup, and this is going to be a good one. Oh, I'm going to take the Titans here, no doubt. Yeah, I'm taking the Titans too. Obviously, the Browns are coming together a nice season. We got two powerhouse running backs between Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry coming in. Um, I think. Honestly, whichever running back plays better this game, I think that team will win. But I think uh, even though the Browns have a solid defensive front, I still think Derrick Henry's going to come off this success that he had against the Colts last week and dominate the Browns in this one. I'm taking the Titans. Moving on. Yep, I totally agree with that. Moving on, we have the Rams and the Cardinals. This is a 405 game. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to take the Cardinals, even though they're coming off that loss. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins didn't really have a huge game against the Patriots. I think this, hopefully, for, for my fantasy team, he does really well this weekend because I need him. And uh, I think the Cardinals are easily going to pull away with this one. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, rooting for Kyle Murray. I like him as a QB. He's putting together an MVP candidate season. Um, hopefully, he can get on. he can get back on track. Um, against the Rams, and I think he will. So I'm going to take the Cardinals as well. Well, that's all we have for you this episode. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Jack Steger, signing off. Go Titans, go Blue. We'll see you next week. Yep, and uh, thank you, guys. thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, very difficult to say positive things about all of our teams, but um, I'm Gabe. Go Blue. I'm signing off, and. Uh, don't expect anything to get better anytime soon. Yeah. It's, it's interesting here down in Michigan. Michigan uh, football and basketball on both sides of the state. So thank you, though, yep. for tuning in. And, uh, yep, thank we'll you. See you next week.